Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I am your host, Duncan Samusinger, and today I have the great pleasure of having Cody with me. Cody is in his mid-twenties and he lives in Florida in America. So welcome, Cody. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Um, are you... Are you uh, I suppose you've got to wait quite a while before you get your vaccine. Yes, I'm going to wait a while before I get my vaccine. Yeah. But at least at least um we seem to be winning the battle now. I think the worst is behind us. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Cody. So let me ask you, if you could just give us a summary of how your mental health journey began, what were your first symptoms, how old were you, Um, did you require to go to hospital, did you see a consultant, Um, you know, if you just talk about that, give us a feel for how your story began, that would be really excellent. Okay. Um, Well, it, it starts off, like, dark, like, really, really dark um it all happened well I wouldn't say it all happened I would say it mostly started when I was like in middle school yeah because like I was starting to feel depressed and I was starting to feel lonely like no one wanted to be my friend i felt like the friend of the darkness the shadow yeah i couldn't fit in i mean despite so many achievements my brain was telling me there's something wrong yeah i i'm broken no one wants to be my friend i belong in the friendship dumpster And then from there, it just managed to get worse. Going into high school, it was getting harder because then I decided to keep my depression from everyone. And then it started to work its way into paranoia and PTSD. And I kept on getting in trouble with most of my teachers because of it. I kept on scaring people. I even went to school one day and it's like, I begged my entire class to turn off their cell phones because uh, I kept on getting this message that said, people are listening to, to you through your friend's cell phones, your classmates' cell phones. And I'm like, okay, we have to turn them off. I was that paranoid. Okay. When did you um, see a doctor? I didn't start to see a doctor until after I graduated from high school, because that's where my problems progressed even further. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Um. 
So after I graduated, I decided to go to college. Um, turns out I couldn't do college. Because my mental health was still impending me to doom. Because um, my PTSD managed to get worse. Yeah. So that that was bad. Do you think the PTSD was it was kind of caused by your mental health issues creating trauma in your life? No, I had trauma happen from my childhood. I just okay, fine. I mean, I just bottled everything down and tried to pretend that everything was okay. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of repressed memories as well, and I wouldn't open it open that box. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't trust anybody that I was around, not in, including my own guidance counselor in high school or my teachers for that fact. Okay. And then after I dropped out of college, uh, oh yeah, I dropped out of college because I decided to take care of my mental health first. So how old were you then? Um, I was 20. Okay. <laughs> so at the age range of my mental health, we're looking at from 16 to 20. Yep. Um, so tell me, what, what did you do? You dropped out of college. So what, what did you do? then that to focus on your mental health i i tried to look at it like it was a jigsaw puzzle and try to figure out how all the pieces fit how i could manage to carry at least some of the burden or at least get it to stand horizontally, not vertically. Okay. So how did that go? It was hard. It was very, very hard in the beginning. And eventually more things piled on. Uh, one of my uh, friends from high school who was supposed to graduate the same year. They committed suicide and I just completely lost it. Yeah. I managed to gain half myself though, to build myself up um, most of that percentage. I got it halfway built up so I could say, okay, I can move on from this. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, and then, like, in the middle of me moving on, something else even heavier on top of that fell. And 
I felt like that I was being pulled like a vacuum effect into outer space or through a black hole. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many of your listeners like to listen to Linkin Park. Um, I think they're quite a popular band. Well, they, they were quite popular around about 10 years ago. Um, they're kind of, I don't know what they're doing now, actually. But I'm, I'm their popular band, man, so people will probably heard of them. Okay. Then they probably know what happened to the lead singer of Linkin Park. Oh, yes, of course. He committed suicide, didn't he? Yes. that That's the big thing that I'm talking about. That, that affected me heavily because I grew up listening to them. He became like a second father because I grew up without a father. Okay, okay. So when he committed suicide, I just completely lost everything. Lost my bearings, lost focus. I wanted to give up on the world and just chase him to the other side. And so five days after that uh, is where we really ran into trouble because I tried to do just that. I attempted suicide myself. And so how did it end? I mean, did um, did you get taken to the hospital? I did. Yeah. First, I was unconscious for days. And then I ended up going to the hospital after that. Then I got formally diagnosed with PTSD and depression. And then from there, we just worked our way into dissociative identity disorder and schizophrenia. Okay. So now I have PTSD, depression, schizophrenia, and dissociative identity disorder all in one box. Okay, fine. I mean, depression, you know, that that one is often with schizophrenia, I think. Um, PTSD, yeah, that's a separate issue, and that's to do with your trauma from when you were young. And the um, DID, yeah, that's a complex disorder, isn't it? Um, yeah, a, that's a complex disorder, and schizophrenia is another complex disorder. Um, yeah, it must be quite uh, difficult to deal with all of that. Yeah, um, you know, especially because you know, for me, I know my diagnosis: paranoid schizophrenia, um, and I also take antidepressants. It's easy, kind of, me for to to know what that's part of my identity. So I can imagine it must be much more difficult for you we're dealing with um, four different diagnoses to see where you fit in that um, because it's it's quite rare, I would think. Yeah, it is. So when you were in the hospital, did you get, um, did they keep you in a, 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 a psychiatric ward? Um. First, I was admitted to the regular hospital, 
before they uh, put me in the uh, psyche we uh, head doctor ward. <laughs> the crazy <laughs> town. As people love to call it. <laughs> and so I cycled through there numerous times trying to finally find peace and serenity and try to piece myself back to somewhat normal normalcy because yeah. it was hard to find myself it, yeah I mean it can still be a tr struggle today but Today, I've kind of got it managed, despite the fact that most people don't know if it's me or not. <laughs> That's Are one you talking about it did? Yes, did. So what I understand by uh, that disorder is that you can disassociate from reality for a period of time and you will have no recollection of that time, um, but you were active during that time. Is that correct? Right. Which is, to me, it's pretty scary, really, I would think. Disturbing. Yeah. So when I was actually in the regular hospital, uh, I actually ended up going into cardiac arrest in going on to the other side. Okay. I briefly did see Chester there. So you had a near-death experience? I did. Oh, that's fascinating. Do you, do you want to talk about that? I would love to. Because... I mean, you know, it, it, just talk about what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, when I was still laying in my own bed, um, I immediately came out of myself, like an out-of-body experience. I had it here in my own house. Okay. How did you feel then? Like I messed up, screwed up. And I felt really, really scared as, and I tried to fix it, but I couldn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I tried going back into myself and it, and I couldn't. What else did you see? What else did I see? I, I saw a long line of people. I saw a big gate. Um, and then I talked to the creator himself and he told me everything I had to do, every amends I had to make, every mistake that I had to rectify. How was the feeling of that communication? Was it, was it warm? Was it cold? Was it balanced how, how did you how did you do you remember that 
Um, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with any of the Superman movies, whether old or the Man of Steel remake. I've seen them, yeah. Um, it felt like being inside the Fortress of Solitude where, like, you mess with certain crystals and you see, uh, Superman's father talking to you. Okay. Felt like that. (laughs) Okay. Do you, um, looking back now from that experience, does that give you comfort or does it, does it make you afraid or do you just not think about it? Uh, Gee, (laughs) I haven't really thought about that. I mean, at first it was like, okay. I mean, I've been like, I, I am able to talk to people who cross over to our side from the other side and then somewhat go there myself and then come back again. But that felt really different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of spirits, it's kind of, uh, you know, I think that has also got something to do with uh, the hallucinations in schizophrenia. I do you do you know what I mean by that? I do, and I never really thought about it that way. Mm. I mean, you've gone through a hell of a lot, Cody. You're only twenty four. Um, you've gone really through a hell of a lot. So how how do you see your life moving forward? Um, Is this, I mean, how do you see your life moving forward? How's the future looking for you now? Well, considering how I'm about to open my own business. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big shocker there. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. That's good, man. But yeah, I mean, I felt bad for the way that I scared my family the way I did when they found me unable to be awoken. I mean, at first they they thought I was just plain sleeping, and then around 11, they came in and was like, okay, time for you to wake up. And meanwhile, behind them, even though they can really see that version of me, I was like, hello, you can't see me, but you can't do that. Something wrong. You have to get 911 here now. Well, you, you could see them. I could see them. They couldn't see me. All the 
all they saw was the physical version of me laying on the bed, unable to become conscious again. Um, Cody, have you done any further research into spirituality? Um, not really, no. Yeah, I mean, it's just because... Maybe you're sensitive to that side of life. Um, you know, I think you are sensitive to that side of life, to the to the spiritual realm. Um, yeah. So what is your business in? Um, my business is in payment processing or financially speaking. So picture this, right? You go to Walmart or even Wendy's or Taco Bell or McDonald's or Burger King and you're waiting in a line yeah. and you see the card reader thing that has the mm. swipe and now nowadays uh, the chip thing at the bottom where you insert the card with the chip or even more so nowadays since the pandemic hit contactless payment where you can just take your phone tap it onto the thing and do it that way yeah that's what my company works with Um, are you quite intelligent? Do you have like a high intelligence? Um, I think I do. I mean, I know I do when it comes to computers and things. I, I, that was kind of what I was getting at because I, I would imagine that you're creating some sort of tech, using technology and... Um, Converting real life processes into computerized processes does take a degree of intelligence. I never really thought about that, but I'd have to say, yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. What about um, your. your relationships have your relationships with people improved i would have to go so so on that i mean i still have a little bit of issues here and there and the and there are days where uh super paranoid me comes out <laughs> and then there's also days where like sometimes i can not be here for like a month up to six months at a time yeah. and so my family doesn't really know who they're dealing with and they honestly couldn't really care you know um a lot of folk 
they don't really understand these sorts of phenomena, you know, so it's difficult. What, um, what do you, do, do you, do you want to talk to people and, and, and explain, you know, to have somebody understand what you went through um, and what you're going through? Is that important to you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Highly. And do you, and there's a degree of frustration that it doesn't happen in everyday life. Right. It is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I even get compared to Norman Bates. <laughs> Do you think you might have a touch of autism? Uh, I never really thought about that. I mean, I know I had that diagnosis when I was a kid. And then they're like, oh, when the uh, depression comes in, you kind of outgrow the autism part. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, okay, you've got your business, which is quite dry, isn't it? But I imagine the technological side gives you some satisfaction, and also the fact that you could you could um, be quite well off financially if it's successful. What else do you like to do? Um, is it? I, are you looking for connections? Is that important? I think that's important, isn't it? We all we all want that connection. I think. Because also, that's kind of, if you're sensitive to the spiritual side of life, in terms of spirit, connection's the most important thing. Because we realise that, as spirit, that we are connected. And there's no, there's no barriers. It's who we are, is what you see. Um, So maybe the fact that you're sensitive to the spiritual side, maybe that's a reflection on on who you are, if you know what I mean. That is an interesting thought. But but yeah, I, I like playing video games and I like solving puzzles, reading books, and sometimes even writing them. <laughs> But my video games are the most important piece. I mean, I I play ones that that's called Batman Arkham. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's called Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, or Arkham yeah. Origins, or Arkham Knight, even. Yeah. <laughs> the I concept mean, is I, quite amusing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I love that video game. Mm. I mean, sometimes we're where I'm having like a really bad emotional day where I just feel so angry. I just want to punch the snot out of somebody. I'm like, alrighty, I'm going to be in Gotham city, become the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about movies, um, specifically movies, which you can relate to? Um, is that something that you enjoy? Yes, it is. It really is. 
Okay, Cody. Well, I mean, you know, we could, I could talk a lot more, but we, you know, I think, I think that's fine for now. So I think we can wrap it up here. Um, what I do ask, there's there are two more questions. The first question is, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about? Now's your chance. Um, well, I I do like um, investigating. Yeah. And I mean, my my dream was always become like some sort of law enforcement or investigator, like uh, the police or something. Yeah. And so when it comes to like watching a crime show or something and they give you like puzzle pieces that you have to figure out. I'm actually putting myself into like the shoes of a detective and like working along with it. Even though I know that on the show, like the audience will figure out something first before the actors on the show themselves do. I'm like, that's a little weird. Like I'm what one step, further ahead than they are. <laughs> you know, um, detective solving problems, those types of skills, they are quite relevant in many different areas of life and work, not just in the police department. Mm. Even in your technology field, you probably enjoy it because of the puzzles. And then there's a lot of that going on in different areas of work I think and even in life um, just solving problems about ourselves our own identity where we fit in in the world you know what what where did um where did dead people go you know all these sort of puzzles they're there to be solved you know so there's a lot of there's a lot of that in life right um and most of my uh, alters, as they're called, uh, other personalities, they're also called alters. A lot of them are like within the military or police field or some sort of law enforcement field. <laughs> okay. So, okay, fine. Well, Cody. I think we better wrap it up here. What my final question is this: What is your preferred genre of music? My preferred genre of music. Mostly rock. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. You know, I just want to say thank you very much for telling your story. It was very interesting. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, man. Seriously, my pleasure. Um, I, I, I've said this to other guests that I do hope to have people on repeat shows eventually. I don't know if that will happen, but it's something that I would like to do. So, you know, you're more than welcome to come back at a later stage. Okay. 
that'd be great. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that you'd like to actually maybe, I don't know, talk to an altar or two and have them introduce themselves and tell their... I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, strictly this is a schizophrenia show. Uh, um, I mean, one of them actually has a, a lot more schizophrenia than I do, but... <laughs> okay, fine. Well, we can talk about that later, I think. Okay. Um, but that is fine. But I just want to say thank you again. Absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to take away from the whole schizophrenia thing with that. No, 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 it's fine. Because at the end of the day, it's about you as a person and how your story with your life and and, and one of your diagnoses is schizophrenia. It doesn't make... Schizophrenia is not your identity. It's just a condition that you have. And you also happen to have other conditions. And that is it's absolutely fine. All right. Okay, man, so yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. Bye, viewers and listeners. <laughs>